What's up, what's up everybody? You are now listening to another episode of Snapmares and Suplexes with Chantel and Franchise. Enjoy! <laughs> Sorry. Starting this shit off with a dad joke. So, my friend said it was the victim of ID theft. Now we just call him You don't get it, okay. <laughs> this is the part where we end. We just call him because his name is Sid and he's a victim of ID theft. <laughs> we gotta add that in. All right. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna start this show off. I thought it was good. That yeah, was good. yeah, it was. Said it. You're only gonna get the like best of the worst. So I can see that. I did say that. I told I that. can see that. Alright, alright. So I guess you should uh introduce yourself. Ladies first. Oh hi. Guess that's me. So we'll just start it off by saying that my name's Chantel, for all the people who don't know. I mean if you haven't been following me on Twitter for a while now and you wouldn't know seeing as though everybody thought my name was K because you know it says K babe up there but I understand I understand people are a little a little slow to get that but it's okay go ahead sir um I'm Courtney but they don't call me that no one don't call me that actually Many call me franchise. Conveniently spelled with a PH. Word to what John Cena said. So, yeah. With all my Randy Orton stuff. Because, you know, Orton is better than Cena. But that's another topic. That definitely is another topic, but, you know, I mean, one of them is doing Fast and Furious films and the other is ripping off Ty Dillinger's finger. Ripping off Ty Dillinger's finger. <laughs> Listen, it needed to be done. He had to like assert his male dominance, and that was the only way to do it. I mean, yeah, but dude, like, literally about to rip his finger off. That was some sick. <laughs> that was sick. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> Pretty bad. Like I, I'd probably leave too. I wouldn't want to be caught around this. <laughs> Sheesh. I don't know. I don't know. Like I feel like they kind of should have just kept it going, but he's a little punk about it, so he left. Uh, you know, Todd Dillinger. He, I guess, he felt like he deserved better. You know, but hey, we all feel like we deserve better in life, so we jump at the opportunity to do better. I mean. Now he's considered probably a major player over there in AEW land. And, I mean, getting totally Blanchard as a manager is not something that happens to everybody. I mean, I really wonder if he ever saw, like, any indie show, like, ever. Like, I just feel like Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger, like, he's pushing 40. I mean, like, he's okay. He's not 
this superstar that they're trying to turn him out to be. I mean, he did have a really nice come up by marrying Peyton. So, I mean, which the, is the team gimmick today. works, you know, like it, it works. It just, God, it was just, just not like you compare him to like anyone else on in WWE. He don't really stand out like that. Like he don't have the muscle of Bobby Lashley. He don't have the charisma of like oh, Seth Rollins or something like that. Like he just he's he's a good wrestler. That's the gist of it. And there's nothing wrong with just being a good wrestler. Okay. He's okay. Yeah, he's okay. He's not blatantly terrible, but he's not as good as he thinks he is. But at the same time, I couldn't do it, so I give him whatever credit he deserves. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't crack somebody across the head like that. <laughs> Yo, when I saw that, I was like, is that fake? Why is he bleeding like that? Yeah, Cody. And then I kept watching over and over and over again. I was like, oh, the chair got stuck on the back of his head. I was like, oh, when he pulled it. Ugh. Like Cody, like, all right. Cody probably should not have taken that shot straight up. Like, granted, I mean, I mean, he wasn't planning for that to happen either. Well, that's true too. <laughs> but see, I've seen people argue like it's what they want to do with their bodies and blah 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 blah. But these are the same people that literally jumped down the throat of the other company for putting their stars in harm's way. So I'm a little confused. <laughs> My thing is, he knows the risk. He knows that accidents can happen, things can happen. It comes with the territory. But your job isn't to truly hurt someone. Like, no, your job is no, to make it look somebody. realistic, but you're not supposed to hurt. And that looked like it hurt, like, really bad. Right. It was just like a freak accident. Yeah. I don't think he intentionally tried to hurt you him. You said freak accident. But... <laughs> it was. I know, I, I, the first thing I thought of was, was Lars Sullivan <laughs> freak accident. All right. <laughs> okay. That's a whole other situation. Man, that's another story for another day. <laughs> So, I had gotten into some really interesting debates on Twitter mm. regarding oh sh- regarding that um Jericho situation, what he said about Punk, mm-hmm. and surprisingly, a lot of people it was like split. So half of the people agreed with me that you know AEW doesn't necessarily need Jericho as well. The other half was like, oh, no, they need him. And I'm like, mm, mm, mm. they don't. It's nice to have him. They wanted him. Did they necessarily? And I think that people forget that Cody Rhodes was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they just think that, oh, this is just another random company that's just up and coming and it's just like a bunch of mil- millionaires that are sitting behind a desk that just decide to put somebody at the forefront and is just funding it and it's just saying like go ahead do your thing we don't know anything about wrestling just just make it look good and I think that's what people are forgetting like it's Cody Rhodes he was in the business his father was in the business his brother was in the business and then when he got into it he saw how things ran 
And then he came up and was like, I can do this too. I could probably do it better. He thought, you know, with having Jericho, that yes, it would, you know, for whatever reason, have good name value, which is true. It is very much true. Jericho was able to have, you know, bring in more of an audience that was already looking or kind of convince some people to say like, okay, he's being serious as if for whatever reason people didn't think he was serious. But the cool thing about it is just the fact that how successful he is and he hasn't really need to push Jericho as much as people are saying, oh, well, no, he needed Jericho. He needed Jericho. Jericho would have had a match every single event. He would have been out there. He would have had a match. And Cody then wouldn't even have to wrestle. Cody doesn't have to wrestle at all. But he decided, no, he's not going to do that. He didn't have Jericho out there every single pay-per-view or whatever you want to call it. Um, And really, like, putting his name at the forefront it was, this is the talent I got. And this is what he said from the very beginning. He didn't want to keep getting people from WWE because he wants to show that WWE isn't the end-all, be-all. You can have another company. You can have competition. You can have and showcase other wrestlers and that it doesn't have to just be WWE. And people were like, oh, well, you know, Jericho provided credibility. And it's like, his brother did the same. On paper, I mean, if you're looking about credibility, Dustin was more loyal to WWE than you could say Chris Jericho was. If that's how we're going to look at it, as far as credibility goes, I mean, but others believe that, you know, they need him and the Senate third knows, like, no, if anybody needs anybody, Vince needs Hulk Hogan. That's someone who needs somebody. We don't need. Jericho. We like to have him. I love him. He's definitely at my top. But he wasn't needed. Just like a like a cherry on top kind of thing. If you wanna like a older cherry <laughs> top. <laughs> well, the whole thing with Jericho, the thing that, that like it's clear that Jericho's just in the business to to have fun with it now. I don't think Jericho's in the business to like take the spotlight from anyone. And like you said, he doesn't. Jericho's not really needed because guys like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, those guys are household names. You know, like I don't, I don't, I mean, Hangman Page is still establishing himself as a household name, but those three, those four guys right there are like already household names in themselves. So. To say Jericho was needed is probably a stretch. Now, having Jericho is always a plus because, like you said, I mean, the credibility he provides, you know, first ever undisputed champion. Jericho's been in the business for going on almost 30 years now. He's seen the ins and outs of it. The guy who went first, first night of his fighters, like first night of his with The Rock. He's been in there with every junior heavyweight slash you can think of. Like, right. Jericho's seen it all done. Jericho doesn't need this. Jericho's doing this because he wants to. And I don't think that AEW needs Jericho. They just want him there because 
I mean, that's another brilliant mind you're bringing in. It's like they don't really need Jim Ross. They just brought those guys along because they – who better to grab someone who's been to the top of the mountain at the top – at the WWE before? Grab two guys right. that know what they're doing, know what they're talking about, and know what it takes to be successful. Because, right. you know, Kenny Omega's never ran a wrestling company. You know, but those, they're great businessmen, don't get me wrong, but running a wrestling organization requires a lot. And Ted Turner was a great businessman, and we see how that happens. So it takes – it takes. Was he great? Uh, it, it, he was a great businessman. I just don't think he was fully invested into the product, which is exactly why the no, young, he didn't like wrestling. Which is exactly wrestling. why which is, he didn't like wrestling. Which is exactly why the young bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody Rhodes have been given the positions they have because wrestling is what they do. It's their it's their lifestyle. Like the cons don't know, probably don't know much. They don't know know about wrestling, but. They probably know the business aspect of it, but they don't know what it takes to like write a script, run a show, you know, things like that. They just pay for the stuff, which is not a bad thing to do. But you gotta look at somebody like this man who was born in this. He he's done this for years. He writes scripts. He he travels with the damn company. All of that. So so funny thing. Oh shoot. So funny thing is, I kind of like not having a script right now with AEW. Like, I like that a match comes on, they go out, they do their thing. And I like the fact that it's building up. Like, you you can kind of see what's going where, and they're giving, like, little subtle clues. Like, we don't need, you know, 30 minutes of talking, 20 minutes of talking every show opening. Like, I hate that. Like, if you really, like, have you ever watched, like, Raw or SmackDown on Hulu? Yeah, I'm seeing it. Okay. So if you watch it on Hulu and you know automatically they trim out all the commercials. So once they trim out all the commercials, you're going left, especially with Raw. I mean Raw and SmackDown literally like people forget that once you trim everything down, they're literally the same time frame. Just about. So it's just the fact that SmackDown can get to their point a lot quicker. It's just like boom, 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 boom. Raw because it's three hours. It's like, uh, let's do twenty minutes of talking in the first from eight o'clock to eight twenty. We're gonna then introduce the first match. We're also gonna introduce the main event. Then we're going to wrestle at about eight forty-five till about nine fifteen, give or take. Of how we want to do that? We're gonna throw some other storylines in there. We're gonna like if you look at it, it's almost. An hour and 30 minutes of just storylines and talking. And the rest of the time is just wrestling. But you have to also look at it from this perspective, too. AEW doesn't have a weekly show yet. So WWE only only does this on their weekly show. So And they've been doing it on their weekly show since, like, 1993. There's been very few Raws in between where it doesn't start with some sort of segment. So... You don't see them starting their pay-per-views like that, which is what which is what AEW has had though thus far. Now, when we get the right. weekly show, we might be having a different conversation because they might there is a well, possibility there might be a sick because you have to write something for the show. Like it's well, yeah. it's still inter- it's still entertainment at the end of the day. So yeah, you know, like, and you can see that with the pay-per-views, they're slowly getting to. You know, a storyline. You could kind of see where things are going, like with um, 
with like Brandy and like kind of where she is with stuff and you see like her storyline developing so it's interesting seeing that aspect of it it's just like I don't need to see the same or hear to need to hear the same thing over and over and over it's just like get to the point I don't know I don't know. I just I just feel like sometimes that Raw and SmackDown just goes over the same things all the time. And I feel like NXT, because their time slot is a lot shorter, they're straight to the point. But you have to also look That's at NXT. NXT is also recorded. So And, and so, SmackDown so, was recorded. Yeah, it was, but it's not anymore. So no. if there were any change if they were gonna do any segments like that, and then on top of that when NXT is recorded. They're recording four or five episodes in advance. It's not like I'm recording one week and then I'm recording the next week. They're recording a storyline basically a month away. And then they present it on TV. So, and a lot of times they open up their shows with the segment. The Undisputed Air has been opening a lot of shows. But also, in retrospect, the NXT shows are an extension of the guys who aren't going to be on TakeOvers, too. So, like... I mean, you don't see Adam Cole wrestling on NXT every week. You don't see the Undisputed on NXT every week. You don't see this. You see guys who you probably haven't aren't familiar with to showcase the new people or people from the performance center. Like they have that new breakout tournament going on. Fantastic idea, by the way. Right. All of these people are people who aren't familiar with these guys' work, unless you watch the Indies a lot. But it's more of a showcase of those guys. And then they'll occasionally have like the or like the cage match with Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai or something like that. Like lately it's getting to the point to where they're just building these shows to takeovers versus when NXT used to be like the NXT championship was on the line on, on TV before or the the women's championship with Oscar and then what's the name going on for a last woman standing match. Like those matches used to be on NXT, but now they're not on there as exclusive as extensively as they used to be so i think a lot of this is just we're trying to save the best for the 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 stuff that people come to see takeover like everyone watches takeover every wrestling fan that i know enjoys nxt takeover i don't know anyone that says man the takeover was there in my opinion (laughs) i've oh my god there's been a few years in a row where NXT TakeOver, like, especially the one right before WrestleMania was better than WrestleMania. I mean, that goes like, without saying, but you have to also... Hands um, down. Like, I, personally, like I said, I think the NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn this past WrestleMania weekend might be the greatest NXT TakeOver I've ever seen. Ever. Like, I don't think there was a bad match on that show at all. No, nah, it was a bad Even result. Even working. Like, War Games was good. The NXT Chicago, oh I want to say two it. years ago. You got... It, it's, it's it's something special about TakeOver because it doesn't happen as often. Like, TakeOver 25, even. Like, these things right. don't happen as often, so it, I guess it holds much... I guess people Maybe look Maybe we to appreciate it more. it more. That's what it is. Because <laughs> Raw and SmackDown run a pay-per-view every month. So... And then they're, like, three weeks in between each other. So... Right. You're kind of like building stories in three week increments versus NXT, which takes, which you can build a story from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, then WrestleMania, Money in the Bank. And now you have Money in the Bank to SummerSlam to build 
a feud for four different title matches. I feel like, honestly, if they just took the time and kind of revamped things, it could make, mainly with the roster, like the main roster, not even just like with, with, um, like NXT. NXT is fine. The way that they're doing things with NXT, that's perfectly fine. They could continue doing things the way that they're doing it. My thing is just with the main roster. So the main two shows where you have SmackDown and Raw, where it looks like they were trying to bring back main event. Mm. So I did see that. But then you also have 205 Live, and it's just like, you guys have like they have to really just focus on what it is that they want to focus on and put their energy into that like get the right people for the right shows and let them handle that because there's just too many like just too many cooks in the kitchen right now and you have it where you know it's like okay let's do this with smackdown well let's do this raw um two or five live whatever well and i just contrary and i'm gonna say this I'm going to say this, and people will probably hate me for this. This is not because I am a Jersey girl, and I am partial to him because he is from Jersey, but this is a God-honest truth that Enzo made 205 Live better. I guess. I'll say that. I I say that and raise the glass to it, because when he been, when he first got the two hundred five live, that was when the most eyes went on the product. People can say what they want about his resume ability, but him as a an entertainer is what brought a lot of eyes to that product. And when he unceremoniously got canned, they created this tournament which brought even more eyes, which brought just as many eyes, if not more, because now you've got to fill that void because he's gone and he just so happened to leave right before WrestleMania and then all of that. And so, you, people did him dirty. I will say it. They did him dirty. They, I feel like he was already skating on thin ice because, you know, I, I saw and heard things. I mean, I wasn't there, but I heard things that was happening. And you heard the rumors of him being like, thrown off the tour bus and kicked out I mean, of the locker rooms and stuff. I mean, The Miz basically gave him the talk on live TV, though. Like, he basically gave him the talk on live television. That, like, that something needs to be said about that. Like, I mean, so I think, I think, you know, WWE was looking for any excuse at any point to finally just be like, yo, let's just finally be done with him. That's it. So when that came up and it was speculated, instead of, like, I remember it unfolding on Twitter. It went from he was like, like, it happened to like, not even like hours later it was, oh, he's been um, what's the terms that WWE used? What's that phrase that they use but you know they really mean that they're fired. They've been like, suspended or they say so I forget indefinitely indefinitely suspended yeah and it's like no they got fired like stop it and I feel like they should not have done that especially since it was an allegation yeah but it's a different when you're when you've never had an issue and then this comes up and then they research it 
versus Enzo, who's already got issues as it is. Right. Like, That's why. So they kind of they went for that, and they kind of just um. Like I don't think McMahon was looking to fight. Like McMahon had him coming into Raw twenty five, the reunion show, like ready. So I don't think it was the intent was to get him fired. I just think that was just the last straw. They were just like, look, we can't deal with this anymore. Like I feel like a bunch of people, like, got together. It was like Vince, we're gonna go above your head on this one because Enzo was pulling in a lot of money. Like you gonna look at dollars and cents. I mean, him and Cass were definitely they, top merch movers. They I mean, were definitely that. Them and New Day, but, they was pulling in with the merch, so it wasn't. I feel like, and especially as many chances that you saw that Vince kind of like tried to give him was like, okay, you know what? Now you guys are solo. You aren't the greatest wrestler by yourself. But we're gonna let's give you this put you into a five. Let's bring that up, and that was a smart decision. It's not often I can say that Vince makes smart decisions, uh, smart decisions like that, but he did. That was a if it, hey, if, it, if it wasn't for that, though, we wouldn't get the the personality of Drew Gulak that we got because Drew Gulak was, was was like like hilarious being right there next to Izzo, and then the whole storyline with Nia Jax and all of that. Like Yo, you can tell, it was building that towards was something. Gold. That <laughs> but was it was gold. just. I mean, it was just bad timing on on the part of the woman who accused him, you know? So, like, I don't think they were going to do I don't think Vince was going to, like, let him go. But when it comes to that and domestic violence, they can't be – you can't be partners with somebody that does, like, bullying and all of that and then allow this to happen. So, WWE – Don't you do. even say that. Don't you even say that because JBL – let die. See, I knew you was gonna try to say that. I knew it. <laughs> look, I look, knew look, it look. Because I can't, I can't defend JBL. He blocked listen. you on Twitter, not me. But look, JBL got his own skeletons in the closet, which is with more than what I can say to anybody. But you see, he don't work for them like that anymore, do you? <laughs> Didn't we just see him at a? We saw him at the Roy. We saw him at the Royal Rumble, like standing there, like interviewing on the pre-show. That's literally. Yeah, it. I was like. Y'all really brought him out here? Get, get him away. Get him off camera. I don't want to see his face. Like, get him off. But at the same time, but see, he's never been charged with a rape allegation, though. That's serious. Dude. It don't matter. He came at the homie. And then the homie with his depression. And, and then the and then, and then you, okay, you gotta look at it like this. Rich Juan ain't there no more because of domestic violence. So <laughs> it's literally the same thing. <laughs> yeah, everybody I remember that day on Twitter, too, because everybody wanted to know if he did his finisher. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't condone domestic violence. But... I'm just saying, but see, <laughs> you can't, and see, that. that's why we'll never have intergender matches in WWE ever again. We will never have that, because a lot of WWE really doesn't see that as a place for that, because if you're portraying to children that it's okay for women and men to wrestle each other, then you're portraying that it's okay for them to hit each other. So that's how they're thinking. So with that logic, you're not going to see too many women, like, other than Nia Jax at the Royal Rumble, that's probably the most you're going to get. And... See, but that's the thing. See, then the, you can say at the same time that, oh, because she's a bigger girl, she can take it. I mean, she did and take an RKO. Okay. She took it's a 619. Okay or a girl that calls herself a man, it's okay to hit them. But, I mean, you know, he did deep six the uh, Becky Lynch. I will say that. The, the deep six on Becky Lynch was nice, and I don't even like Baron Corbin. But <laughs> the deep six was like, But the deep six on that, that, but that was just like, 
to get Seth Rollins like mad. Like that was that was that whole point. But granted, like, like good job at that because he went <laughs> Yeah, because and now you see, and even in other promotions, they're starting to do that. Like Tessa Blanchard is like two matches away from getting a shot at the Impact World Championship, and yeah, that's unusual. But I'm... and see, that's why I said, see, this is exactly why I said, if this doesn't end with Becky turning on Seth. Then keep it the fuck off camera. I don't want to see their, you know, oh, rah, rah. Like, Vince is such a proud dad right now. Like, oh, look at my two children champions and they came together and now look. I just want to show them off to the world because that's what I feel like he's freaking doing. I feel like he's shoving their relationship down my throat. I'm happy for them to be together in a relationship, but I also feel like their relationship's really new and that this could go really bad if they break up. Like, I feel like I'm the only one that's thinking the worst here. Like, hey, I, I thought, they break okay, up, look, this is going to be okay. Bad. John Cena proposed to Nikki Bella in front of everyone at WrestleMania, and they're no longer together. So that doesn't mean much of anything. She's also no longer really in a company. But she, re- she retired. That's different. He is still an active. Yeah, I would retire he, too after he's that. He's still an active, considered an active wrestler. Even part-time or not, he's still considered an active it's wrestler. It's okay, because we already don't even see him, so it don't even matter. We, like, we never saw him anyway, <laughs> though, so it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if it was, if it was, like, Brie Belt. Oh, no, exactly. Like Brie Belt and Daniel people. Bryan, they put their relationship all on TV, so. See, but it was different, though, because they, like, their relationship was forced for camera, and then it actually mm. developed into a real relationship. But so was and... Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. That was the boy. That was for, for camera. Let's not talk about that home record. Look, you can say what you will, but Triple H struck a goal, and it was China's idea. That's all I'm saying. Listen, I don't blame Triple H. For that's, that one. <laughs> like Triple H just hit a lick, yeah. and and that's he was and like, that's China's fault because because China the one when I could get the princess. Like China the one who told him to do it. He was like, "What if you married her? That was your fault." <laughs> Yo, China, rest in peace. That's that's all I can say. She, China made some questionable decisions, girl. and that probably was the most questionable one right there. Like she, like oh, like Triple H was arguably the the heel in all of wrestling right there. Like he was the top heel in wrestling, and you decided to push him closer to that man's daughter on TV, and you didn't think that nothing was gonna happen with that. <laughs> Poor girl, she never recovered. She from never recovered. They stuck her with Eddie Guerrero. Not to say stuck, because Eddie Guerrero was highly entertaining, but they put her with they put, like, they, put, they put her with Eddie Guerrero, kind of like as a last resort. Like, because remember, she was paddling around with Chris Jericho for a while because they were the co-intercontinental champions, and then next thing you know, they lose the title to Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle loses it to. To Benoit, now him and Ben, now they move that along. Now Eddie Guerrero's in the picture, and he's like, "Oh, I'm beating Chris Jericho for the European title." Now she's my old lady because she can speak Spanish. It was just like I, I just felt like that partnership was just like, why, like why? <laughs> See, but this just all goes back. If you look at all the different relationships in the WWE, you know this is like the first authentic power couple 
I mean, that we've. Had. I mean, do we need to have that discussion we had we had the other day about power couples? Because because Triple H is definitely definitely were running the show. <laughs> they, I mean, yeah, but she wasn't a legitimate wrestler, and that's why. Do Edge and Lita count this circa two thousand six? Because they both were champion at the same time. Okay, yeah, that's true, but. Yeah, that's true. So it's so then I even even more so with how long it's been, and think about how their relationship was. Where, you know, at that time, that's all we saw. Yeah. Was but see, we didn't get them. But we didn't get. We didn't get. We was more like a valet though. Like Becky Lynch is like on top of the mountain as like the probably the top star in this industry right now. That's different. Edge was a top heel. Lita was kind of like whoa, a top whoa, heel, whoa, but she was his manager. Whoa. Becky, Becky, top in this industry. You could argue. Name me five other people who are as hot as Becky Lynch right now in this industry. Name me five. Becky Lynch as the top of this industry. Name me five people who are on top of Becky. I feel Lynch. like that's a little strong. Name right me now. five people like, who are on top. I feel of like Lynch. those are really strong words. Like I wouldn't. <laughs> Name me five. That's all I'm saying. Are we looking at just like her name itself? We're talking about as far as like everything right now. Is I would say Roman Reigns at the top. I would say. So we're not talking about skills here. We ain't talking, talking about, about skill. We're talking about just okay. names. Like okay, so okay, all right. So I could say yeah, she's definitely at the top among others. That's what I mean. Like. Obviously, I don't yes. even think she's the best female wrestler in WWE. That, but that, okay, that's good, another story. I was going to have no, 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 no. I, in fact, I, I can probably here. name at least a good five better than her right now. Okay, good. Because there are some people that just swear by her, and I'm like, she's not that I mean, she got if the personality thing is what's doing it for her right now. Not to say that she's not a bad wrestler. She's a good wrestler. She's a, an excellent wrestler. Oh yeah, she's she good. just yeah. Like her being the whole the man character is what stratosphere her, not her ability in the ring. It's the whole being the man thing. Is she? That's why I need her to turn on stuff and get the freaking. But see, the thing is this though: like they tried her, they started the whole the man thing started out with her being a heel. It didn't work. Like people were cheering for her. (laughs) Like so. So that did work. It didn't. What do you mean? Our, our greatest heel of all time, so-called Steve Austin, we loved him. Yes. He could do no yes, wrong. Yes, but, but his intent was to be the bad guy. Getting cheers for your bad yes. guy is not the goal. And we cheered him regardless. <laughs> and, that hit the, and he ended up becoming what? The good guy, right? So that's if you wanted to be heel. Eventually. You, what you mean? What you mean of? eventually? Like. The minute he stone cold stunned Mr. McMahon the first time, people were cheering for him. So, <laughs> like, I, but he was, but still on paper, he was still the heel. Regardless. He was, but he, he was, was getting cheered. He was a baby faced heel. That's what the hell he was. He was a baby face. And that's heel. what Becky Lynch started out being until she just went full fledged okay. face. So, so let her, what they really, here's what I was hoping they would have done, right? Here's what I was really hoping that they would have done. Since she was taking on this whole I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man persona, I thought that she was going to interfere at Money in the Bank and come out and take the men's Money in the Bank. 
that the briefcase, I'd have been like, yo, that was like it was a good idea. Because then with Seth having the belt, she would have had to cash it in eventually on him, or which would have been great because then he would have been watching his back, especially then they would have then started to like put their relationship on camera because that money in the bank, their relationship wasn't on camera at all nope. yet. So once you know they started putting the relationship on camera, then you would have seen him looking over his shoulder, like kind of yeah. really questioning her intentions. No, like, look, look, um, obviously, now Brock has got it, but, but, and but look, would have dampered things because we don't want him to F5. But, but, <laughs> but look, 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 <laughs> look, 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 the, the furthest, the closest history any woman is ever going to get outside of the women's division in WWE is China being the Intercontinental Champion. That's as high as it's going. No woman, no so. woman is going to be the WWE champion ever. That's not. I, I don't. So. I, I don't see it happening. I just There's a don't lot of, see You it. know what? A lot of people think there would ever be all this other stuff with the women's division, and look where it's that's going. a woman. But there's a going. woman's division. There's a reason they have a division, though. They're not going to allow. Yeah, and we got like three freaking titles. Now. You're not going to. They're not going to allow so, a woman to be close to being the WWE. It's just not going to happen. If if why not? If, if, why if not? any because woman is going to win the championship, they dropped them being called divas, which they did. Now they're supposed to be treated equally, and they're that, seen as being women superstars. Not even women superstars. They're seen as being superstars. But that's why they have their own so, Royal Rumble. That's why they have their own champion. Their championship matches sometimes are made before the the under the Universal and WWE Championship matches. In fact, the first two matches of SummerSlam were made were for the women's championships. So that's what they mean by equality. They're not going to allow Ember Moon to be the universal champion anytime soon. That's just not going to happen. And why not? Because it's not. It's, it's not meant for it to happen. You want to bet? You want to bet? I, let's bet on Mark that. My let's word. bet on that. Let's bet on that. I swear to God, when it happened, I'm going to replay this very freaking episode. It's the first one. Like, <laughs> what was that? Okay, so how long, how, how long does this, how long does this bet go on? Because we're not gonna wait till I'm Listen, dead. Like we, <laughs> how much? Twenty five years. No, like we're not gonna wait this long. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I give it. Listen. The way that this company is going, they're trying to do new things. They're trying to see Look, what else they this can is do. Not impact wrestling. Better. They are I not allowing a woman to be this the WWE bro, champion. I'm they are not allowing. That's like allowing a man to be the woman champion. You think they're gonna let that happen? No. Sure, they're gonna bring back Santino. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not wrong. That's wrong. I'm not wrong. Was he ever the woman's champion though? Ever? I'm not wrong. Was he ever the woman's champion though? Listen. So what? It don't even matter because guess what? It's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. We never thought that Kofi Kingston would be WWE. What you mean we? What you mean we? I had faith from jump. What you mean we? (laughs) You just speak French now? I had faith from the beginning. Listen. Listen. Talk about some we. The way that WWE was talking about some we. You, know, you didn't have faith. Uh, I had faith in my brother from Jump Street. Others was on the bottom. Look. And you look, know, they weren't real damn looking at. You can say what you want, but 
I had faith for my boy. I mean, Kofi was from good. From 2008, he, he could have been champion by 2010 if it wasn't for Randy Orton. And how ironic that we have come full circle to this moment. <laughs> I'm going to tell you now. Your boy is going down. Your boy is going down at SummerSlam. Listen, you know what? My most and I, as much as I love Randy Orton, my most disappointing match that I ever saw him in that I felt like, which it wasn't his fault, it was creative's fault. That damn House of Horrors. Oh my god! (laughs) I don't even want this. Can we move on, please? (laughs) Can we move (laughs) on? So much potential. Can we move on? It was there, like. It was such a good idea the way that no. they executed it. They had a They should have executed like, it at the Wyatt been... compound the same way they did when the New Day fought the Wyatt family. They yes. should have executed it that way. Instead of it refrigerators falling on Randy Orton and shit. Like, come on. I was and then the match ends up back in the ring. And then Jinder Mahal interferes in the match. I'm like, this is ridiculous. But I nothing rivals so that. Of the asylum match between Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho. By far <laughs> the worst match of this decade. <laughs> By far. <laughs> that match. I mean, I just, I really wish that, you know, WWE learned from their mistakes. Yeah, they never had, and they, they don't. never, they don't, neither one of those guys work for WWE anymore, so they learned. <laughs> It's ironic they're both at the same company. Exactly. <laughs> and we'll never see how to an asylum match ever again. Thank God. We won't see a lot of things ever again because I just you know, it's one of those things where Vince won't step down until he is dead. Well, you can't step anywhere it's when literally, you're dead. <laughs> I mean, I just I feel like He's senile now. I don't think all that. I think y'all. I think y'all selling this man short. What? What? I really think y'all selling this man short here. And the reason what? I say that, I no. have a reasoning behind this. Just because Vince McMahon isn't giving you that cutting edge attitude era TV that everybody so desperately wants, doesn't mean the man not smart. Because let's be real here. Everybody's like, oh, he doesn't see AEW's competition. They're gonna take over. And Vince McMahon's like, oh, okay, really? Hold my beer. Tampa is basically blocking off every wrestling organization that's not WWE during WrestleMania weekend. Like, everything. Vince McMahon is playing chess, not checkers. That dude, he may not be as quick on the thing as he once was when it comes to storylines, but don't doubt the the businessman and the cunning of a dude like that. That dude bled AWA dry. He took that star and made him Hulk Hogan. He took Andre the Giant, Roddy Roddy Piper, Anybody from AW, Vern Gunn, you probably hate this McMahon to this day. Even though he, he's dead, and he's probably in heaven, like giving bad reviews on Vince McMahon. And like, Vince bled AWA dry. Like, this dude don't play fair, like at all. And I don't think people understand. And I don't think AEW understands it this year. I do. I get that. I know he doesn't. And I am... Like, he don't play. He wasn't feeling... Like, WCW had him on the ropes. On the ropes. And he came back swinging something serious. So, all I'm gonna say is... I also feel like that wasn't just Vince being a mastermind. It was also 
WCW's own fault. WCW fucked up a lot of things, but their most, I think the biggest one that they messed up, their biggest downfall was giving away that result on Monday Nitro. I think that's where it all started. Yeah. He's like, it's so mad. I remember I had it. Like, I used to have, like, the old school TV. So I had to turn the knob. Turn the knob? Yeah, we had picture, yeah, picture and picture in my house. You got to get your life together. Listen, <laughs> I had an older TV. I had, yo, that TV, I had that in my room. And I didn't get, like, a newer TV until, like, a year or two after that. Like, I turned knobs and whatnot. And I remember, like, trying to hurry up and turn and turn it back. And turning, and, we had, and then turning back like we had picture and picture, baby. We, we if we wanted to watch one in a small picture, we just switch them out. Look, I think, Yo. and I tell people all the time, people think they're giving away that result was cutting edge. No, that was the dumbest thing they could have done because people were already switching over because the rock became the rock. You know what I'm saying? And then mankind basically paying his dues to be the WWE champion. That was just the icing on the cake. And for y'all to badmouth a dude who used to work for y'all, that's just a bad look to me. But once they switched, WWE never let the stranglehold go. By the time Triple H was the top guy heel in the company, WCW was dying. Dying. In fact, I don't recall one just standout moment from 1999 in WCW. I... No. And I, if I'm not mistaken... That same night, I don't think it was the same night, or it was close to it, was the finger poke of doom. Oh, God. So That tragic thing. Like, how many times can Hulk Hogan walk around being, like, Hulk Hogan literally walked around WCW as a six-time champion. He has the longest reign as a WCW champion at 469 days. 469 days. Like, <laughs> He lost the title to Luger. Luger lost it right back to him three days later. I don't like Hulk Hogan, and that well, I don't know him. Well, well, he doesn't exist. Yeah, anymore. well, we, you know how that is. Well, we'll call him Terry then. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, yes, he will be addressed by him. Yeah, we, we call him that dude Terry. <laughs> because Terry oh, oh, doesn't deserve mm. a damn thing yeah. from the WWE. You know, this is a. This is a little bitch. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> no, because for real, like, think about it. Like, <laughs> if you look at how these men treated him, and now when anything, you know, pops off that is supposed to be so grand, he doesn't have the faith in his own current roster because, you know, everybody needs nostalgia. So, he he's so busy like sucking them off and like fondling them that he's just like oh yes take all take all the money you want yes we, okay, we, I have we a need theory. you Brett we need you I have a theory Terry we need you I have you. a theory about like, that I have a theory I'm convinced and and I, I say this mm-hmm. I, I have a very good theory about this I'm convinced Vince McMahon said Hulk Hogan Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and WCW just to destroy him. I'm I'm literally convinced. You can't tell me oh, any you, different. Are you one of those? People? You can't tell me any different because look who ran the are show. Are you one of those? Yes, I am one of those people. Think about it. Hulk Hogan bashed at the beach 2000. Basically trashed the company on the way out. Kevin Nash booking the whole thing. Booked nothing but garbage. <laughs> Scott Hall getting in trouble with alcohol. 
it all makes sense. Then they went to TNA and did the same thing. I'm good. I, I just want to mention because a lot of people forget this. Scott Hall's a murderer. <laughs> we, we, if you want to go that route, we can talk about Superfly Jimmy Snooker, but we're going to go there. But with that we're said, with that him. said, I'm convinced. <laughs> no, I like Scott Hall, though. I'm convinced all three of those men, think about it. All three of them went to the other, no. to both companies, WCW and TNA, and basically destroyed them. And where did they keep coming back to? Right back to the WWE. I'm convinced because Vince is just like, and oh, and also and like, like you said so about nostalgia, but like you said about nostalgia though. For some reason, people complain about oh, this guy's too old, but yet they keep paying for this nostalgia. Everyone pops when they see the Undertaker. When they hear that gong, that's it. When Austin hit glass breaks, everyone is watching. First of that's all, that's just the way it is. I would, that's it makes money, and it's sad because I don't, I don't pop for anyone. But if I had to, <laughs> that just sounds so dirty. Yeah, that just it just really um, does. Like, <laughs> if I had to, it would be Stone Cold, and I feel like Stone Cold is the only real motherfucker to be like, I ain't doing that. Well, I'm not showing up to like I'm not your little puppet. I'll show up to what I want to show yeah, up. Yeah, but he apologized. I don't care though. how much money you trying to throw. I mean, but he apologized for walking out on WWE in 2002, though. Like, <laughs> so you can't really be like I'm not doing that and then come back and say, you know what, I should have did that. <laughs> I just feel like, nah, I just feel like I feel like Stone Cold's the only real one to be like, listen, I don't need. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need it. Well, I don't want to do it. Well, but br- He's the only one. But then you got, you know, like, and I feel like he must, I just, I would love to hear the conversations, you know, or see the invitations, since invitations that, you know, that, that Vince sends out because Hulk Hogan's always there. That's because Hulk Hogan always basically there. begged his way back to the company. So, <laughs> Like he basically begged his way back to WWE. Vince, I need money. <laughs> like, please, please, let me please. I was just calling them niggas. I was gonna get right back. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't really need it. My daughter could say whatever type of man she, she what? wants. I mean, he, he, whatever colored guy. I mean, just like I don't, I don't do four colored only water fountains. I'm, I'm real. I'm hip. I'm cool. <laughs> I bet I guarantee you, Terry said to him, like, Vince, but you said it on TV. Like, bro, you call, you Vince said like, it uh, in front of a black guy. Uh, Vince is like, uh, I was being recorded. John Cena is different. I, I was being like, recorded. No, Booker T was right there. Nope. I, I, I said it to John Cena. It's different. And, you know, like, it doesn't count. Like, like, Booker T was right there. Yeah, but I made Kofi Kingston champion, so. <laughs> There's that. Right. And I didn't <laughs> what if you do? What if you do? That's worse. I don't even say exactly. that. Exactly. Like you get that. You like, put a. What you said is You put a girl on it. Like you were angry. <laughs> like you put a girl on girl. Like. <laughs> like oh my yeah, Terry. Um. I'm telling you, when I went to I WrestleMania, when I went to WrestleMania, no, when I went to WrestleMania this past year, and then everybody's song come out, everybody's like cheering. You want to know what I was doing? I was literally tweeting about the Bullet Club block party I had just left. I pretended that dude wasn't even there because he was not there. Because I, I like look. I mean, even all that aside, even like let's pretend for two point five seconds that Terry never said, right? Even though he on camera clearly saying it, but <laughs> right, right. 
pretend for 2.5 seconds he never said it. I still never liked him. I never really liked The thing with Hulk Hogan for me is, dude is uh, obviously he's an icon. Huge legend. Probably the most known face in wrestling. On Mount Rushmore wrestling, whatever. But I just, like, I was just never that guy. Like, I was never that, like, growing up, I like Savage and Ultimate Warrior. Right. You know, guys like that. Like, right. you just never really did it for me. And the reason I think that that is, is because he just, like, what does he do that's so special? Other than flex the 24-inch python, pretend to thank the Lord after every match, tell me and take my vibe. Like, Hulkamania is a great concept. I mean, it's a great name. Hulkamania, all he that. He was the, literally the American dream. Basically, a 6'8", 6'8", huge muscle, claiming to be from right. California, even though he's from Florida, go figure. But <laughs> Super tan. You know what I'm saying? Big you know, guy, larger-than-life like, wrestling. That's basically what he was. He's a larger-than-life guy. His, you know, his theme, he's like, just, his entrance in music alone, like it's Americana. Know, he, it's he basically a, he's a real American, like it's the fabric you know? of America, and and I often get a little perturbed when people say, "Oh, if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, there would be no WWE, there'd be no WrestleMania." And I say, "No, no, 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 no." I tell him go fuck a goat. I tell you this: I said any dude that was that size would have sufficed. Just if Ultimate Warrior would have came along first, same thing. You couldn't tell me any different. And the reason I say that is because, I mean, yeah, Hulk Hogan was on the MTV shows and he was getting interest with Mr. T and blah, 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 blah. But Ultimate Warrior, if he would have came around that time, could have did the same thing. They literally, like, Hogan really didn't. I Granted, he large in the life guy. He did his part, you know, hitting the gym and all that and making the catchphrases, you know, the 24 and all that. But the business acumen that had to go behind that is what made WWE what it is. Like, Vince grabbed every celebrity at that time he could find. And then the whole thing with MTV and all of that. Like, people, I think people really are selling short Vince McMahon. They're like, oh, if this WrestleMania fails, it's going to, you know, the company is going to be out of business. And I'm like, yeah, but Hulk Hogan was the main attraction on that show, but he wasn't the whole damn show. Like, like, Andre was there, you know, like, like I don't think people really. I think people really sell Vince McMahon short as far as oh WrestleMania wouldn't be WrestleMania or WWE wouldn't be where. Like if that was the case, then why is there a problem with why was WCW why did WCW fail? If Hulk Hogan is oh so great, <laughs> I feel like WCW failed because of their own demise. Like, and they and they failed because of what the people up top, right? The same way WWE succeeded, the people up top. Reasons why they failed. I think that Vince just kind they of stopped nailed I think Vince put the squeeze on him. He did. I think he put the squeeze on him once he started taking out guys like Jericho and the Radicals and turning them guys into stars. And then you got Triple H who came from WCW. You got freaking Stone Cold came from WCW. You got Mick Foley came from WCW. All these dudes coming from WCW. Paul Heyman even came from WCW. So all these dudes coming from WCW, and Vince is basically turning the guys that he's not using into stars versus Eric Bischoff basically saying, give me your stars right now, even though they're old. And that's what what the problem was, because the main event on Nitro was always 
guys over their 40s and 50s <laughs> versus when you look at WWE, it's like, okay, stunning Steve Austin. Let's tweak it a little bit. Turn him stone cold. Boom. Or Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho don't really need to be tweaked. Just let him come in and, and feud with somebody that we consider to be a high level. Let's make him an impact player from the jump. Who better to have him do that with than The Rock? Boom. Like, Triple H even. The funny thing with Jericho, I used to... Um, <laughs> I still do, so I can't say used to. But, you know that, like, the little um, thing he used to do with his hair? Yeah. The little... Yeah, the, the European hair, the hairstyle that he claimed that he had. Still rock that. I believe. To this day. <laughs> I believe. Day. Like, I will wholeheartedly go out and I call it the Jericho because, like, I've heard people call it, oh, it's like Pebbles from. No. The, the, no. the Chris Jericho. It's the Jericho. The Jericho. The Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. The- <laughs> And you want to know what's crazy? A fun fact that a lot of people don't know? Jericho was supposed to be in that WrestleMania 2000 main event match. A lot of people don't know that. I heard that. I did hear that. It was originally supposed to be him, but they put Foley in it because Foley was going to was retiring. So and it made sense for him to have his moment in the sun because Foley did a lot of stuff for the company. Jericho was still relatively young. He was going to get his chance sooner or later. But Jericho was going to be treated like a really big deal when he first got in. I mean, he still was. Yeah, but I mean, but to be thrust into the main event of the rest, first WrestleMania you probably ever going to be you or ever on, that's pretty big. Yeah. Only person I can think that has ever done that is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, so... That they they it's very real that they were gonna make Jericho a star, especially seeing that he kind of toiled away at WCW as the television champion, and the cruiserweight champion. And granted, he unmasked Hoover to Guerrero, but like they turned and that's another problem that played WCW. They basically turned the cruiserweight division into a joke. He took all of the guys whose masks they symbolized them being wrestlers. He took them all away for what? Oh, you mean like the mini, um, I must call them the mini bullet club. Uh, the Latino world order. The mini NWO. You had like, you had Latina <laughs> NWO. You had. Yeah, like, like it was like you, you, you unmasked Mysterio. You unmasked Psychosis. You unmasked Hooventude. And it's like you're taking away what basically helps you build the foundation of your company because. I'm going to tell you now, the Cruiserweight division is one of the main reasons I stopped watching WCW because those dudes, like, I can't think of a bad match that they've ever had. Malenko and freaking Mysterio and Psychosis versus, like, Mysterio. Mysterio versus Liger. Guerrero versus Jericho. The list goes on. And it's like you stripped all that away. And, like, if you look back towards the end of WCW, like, and I'm not saying that Hurricane is a bad wrestler at all. But three count was like, like you're one of your top guys in your division. That's not good. Like three count, Chavo Guerrero, and the Young Dragons. Who ended up? Who one of those was Jimmy Wang Yang? As many of you like will know him as. 
and Jamie Noble. <laughs> it was, you know, that was a hard time for WCW. Very you hard. You can tell. Scott Steiner was the champion. Were, <laughs> they were just bleeding. Like the slow and... death. Booker T was the only thing they had going. Sting was old. Flair was yeah. old. Steiner couldn't, wasn't that good. Flair wasn't loyal. Flair was like, Flair was, I mean, he was loyal, but Flair was ready to get up out of there because he didn't like Bischoff. Flair was loyal to who? He didn't like Bischoff. That's where the key problem is. And I can see why. Look how the horsemen were booked when the NWO was in charge. Like, they literally lost every match they ever had. Listen, like Goldberg. I wasn't too big. Goldberg was a fan of Ric Flair either. Look, I was always a Nature Boy fan. That's my dog, and we gonna get into that later on. We talk about those top teams, but Nature Boy is my dog. You ain't gonna slander the Nature Boy. (laughs) He's not in my top. No, you didn't. He's not. Oh no! Oh no! We finna really have a debate now. You ain't finna talk not. about you ain't finna talk about nature. I'm not I'm not taking away from the fact and you know what I will say and I will honestly say in this I can't take this back because it's being recorded. He's good. He's good at what he does. He was a did, because he don't do that shit no more. But he was good at what he did. He was able to really just like sell us a story. Look. Either on the mic. Look, or in the ring. Flair is so the greatest. Flair is the greatest wrestler, complete package of a wrestler. He gave a, he started the whole stable thing with the four horsemen. Flair is the greatest on the mic ever. Flair Flair is the only wrestler you can say he never changed his character throughout his career. Not once. You can say that about you can't say that about any other wrestler other than Ric Flair. Sting changed his character. Hulk Hogan changed his character. Kevin Nash changed his character. Stone Cold changed his character. The Rock even changed his character. But the one constant has always been Ric Flair. Ric Flair has always been the limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun. All the way from the 60s to current. That has never changed. So this is why I say, for one, that level of consistency should be applauded. And two. Yes, I will not take that away from and him. I'm just saying he's not in my top ten. Because, I put him at like eleven. But, but what is wrong with you? Like, look, look, look. See, I, wait till we get to this portion of the story. Let's get to the. <laughs> let, let, we'll get to that later. Let's, I would let's not. Get to, there's people that I will put over that, him. That, that, see, that's, they should put a rock over your head because you think Ric Flair is number eleven. You th- that's like the most influential wrestler that's not Hulk Hogan. Outside of WCW, outside of WWE. Ric Flair is that guy. Like, Ric Flair has dominated. If you you think of the indies, like, Ric Flair dominated the indies. Think of it that way. Like, every indie promotion, Ric Flair came in and took their championship belt. Think of it that way. I'm not discrediting him at all for anything that he's ever done. He is, like, the grandfather of wrestling. Like you, However. You ain't talk. Like, look. Let's just get. We gonna get to. We gonna get to the top ten later because we got a. I got a. Three, I got, you ain't about to talk we, about we, like that. We, we gonna have a top ten debate later, and trust me when I tell you this, you ain't gonna interrupt me this time. So let's move on. Let's move on. I think that would be a good idea, so that I can get this stuff together. Is to go ahead and and with our final thoughts at least, but. 
looking forward to um, Monday Night Raw tomorrow. Um, especially tomorrow's the uh, what was it the reunion, the Raw reunion. So of course, looking forward to the Raw reunion and seeing what's going to happen. And guys, and of course, SmackDown all else that wrestling has to offer this week. So definitely looking forward to two hundred five live because. Isaiah Scott, a.k.a. Swerve, is going against Drew Gulak. And finally, Mike Canellas and Drake Maverick are going to come to blows. Yes, this week should be a really good week with wrestling, and I am looking forward to it. So definitely, we'll be back next week to discuss this amazing week of wrestling and all that it has to offer. So we are definitely signing out.